0: Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 25th, 2021. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is not John Walker, Gordo. Hello! And of course, the reason I say that is um, we're, we're on a Zoom call and you've picked the name Not John Walker. I oh, yes. It was originally down as John Walker. And you're either John Walker or you're not John Walker. <laughs> yeah, that is very binary. Um, so not John Walker, Mr. Gordon McLaren. And with us again this week, Mr. Chris Kelly. Chris, how are you? I'm good. I'm also not John Walker. Yes. <laughs> Let me just change that name real quick. That's um <laughs> and um you were here the last couple of weeks. We've had a great start to the season. Um sure. and such is the way of having such a being able to recap such a brilliant week. The previous episode. Unfortunately, things did not go to plan last week, and we've had um, our first taste of what goes down as a pretty bad weekend, and we'll run through the picks, you know, there's no hiding from anything here, and it started with my game actually being postponed, my banker game in Japan, Sagantosu versus Uita, was meant to be Friday morning, uh, UK time, and it was postponed due to a typhoon, and I learned something very interesting. That typhoons and hurricanes are essentially exactly the same thing. The only difference is in which hemisphere they're in. And that makes a difference because of which way they spin, clockwise or counterclockwise. That's the only oh. difference between a typhoon and a hurricane. Are so,
1: getting a
0: full education as podcaster? Eh? Yeah, that's it. So there you, there Andy's go. Typhoon Report. <laughs> as, far, as, as far as my picks go, that's the best thing that happened. <laughs> that game being postponed. It did get played the following night, however. Um, and while Sagantosu scored or well, had the ball in the net twice, those goals were both disallowed. 18 attempts for them to four from OITA, five on target to one. The game ended nil-nil, and my banker pick lost.
2: Moving on to my banker pick, equally as shit, but non-hurricane related, because it's in the northern hemisphere. Um, and it's in Germany, which is very, very unlikely to experience any hurricane conditions. Uh my pick was mens This was Magdeburg versus Würzburg Kickers. Uh, Würzburg Kickers had a shit start to their season. I had backed them to lose to top of the table um, Magdeburg. They did not do that. Uh, they actually picked up their fourth and fifth, go- sorry, third and fourth goals of the season. Um, and one two one, Magdeburg got a late goal back, so it wasn't as if it was one each and they were pressing. They were two 0 down. They got an eighty eighth minute goal to bring them back to two one. Genuinely awful pick. So the less said about that, the better.
0: Yeah, see, even go and say genuinely awful pick there, yet you said it was equally as shit as mine. I would, I would say that's unfair on me and my nil nil dominated yeah. game. Mine was three to five when it kicked off. So, so,
2: it, it, so was mine. All right, okay. Well, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Maybe, maybe Andy's was less bad, but they both had the same end result, which was zero bankers.
1: A big L in that L column. <laughs> yeah. Horrendous. Well, uh, my banker also lost, but I'm going to defend myself a little bit and say it was still a decent enough pick. At least on paper, anyway. Um, I had Lazio to win um, and ended in two each. And really, it came down to the goalkeepers. Uh, Lazio's Reina just had a shit day. Um, really Cagliari should have got three goals from the three shots on target and Cragno uh, the Cagliari goalkeeper he done amazing uh, Lazio had 10 shots on target and he managed to keep it down to just two goals so it really came down to just the one or two players but with them being goalkeepers that makes all the difference in football unfortunately
0: yeah and Lazio took an early lead in that game it was one of those ones that when I say early lead he scored the first goal didn't he because I, yeah. I saw the alert come in and I was like oh it's all rosy
1: not, yeah, not well, really. honestly, by, by that point, uh, Cagliari should have been one-up.
0: Um, so. On to our value picks then. And again, I lost my value pick last week. Hearts away at Ross County. They had over 60% in the possession, 17 attempts compared to eight, and the game ended a two each draw. So if it, if the aim of last week had to be to find games that ended in draws, I would have been <laughs> very, very good. Would have been um, quite certain, I definitely uh, Unfortunately, I was picking winners. Yeah. <laughs> uh
2: again if the aim of last week would be we have the exact opposite of what you predicted happened, then I'd have a cracking week because Verona beat Roma. Uh, which was my opinion, uh, rather frustratingly, much like Lazio, Roma were up 1-0 at halftime. Uh, so they took a 36-minute lead and went in 1-0 up at the break. They then conspired to give away three goals within a between minutes 49 and 63 and only answered with one back, which was an own goal. So technically Verona scored four goals in this game. <laughs> um, it was, a, a, again, a very frustrating watch as well um, as... <laughs> it, you could see Roma pressing and that's exactly what Verona wanted. They were just catching them on the break the whole time. Look at the stats in the game. Roma had less possession but way more goal attempts. The shots on goal uh, sorry, the shots uh, on goal and shots off goal lines did not make for a pretty reading with Roma deciding not to hit the goal. They just hit around it. Uh, so again, if I had to pick between my Marseille pick last week and Roma again, I would definitely have taken the Marseille winner as opposed to the yeah. Roma loser. Um, yeah. That it's so yeah. a good
0: pick, the Marseille pick as well. Remember, we all sort of agreed at the time that that was yeah. a, that was a good one. Yeah, we, we all agreed, and none of us took it. <laughs> yeah, in words, I took it. I took it as a single because it wasn't too bad. I, I, but, uh, I
1: definitely backed it,
0: but I didn't. Uh, it wasn't really part of the main show, which is unfortunate. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, well, finally, a bit of good news uh, for my value pick. I'd a Weaver Cousin to win, uh, which they did. Surprisingly, even with the opening scorer Andrik uh, getting sent off half an hour into the game, yes. uh, the ten man Weaver Cousin managed to come back. Um, as I said last week, if you put a team that scores a lot of goals in front of a team that concedes a lot of goals, you're going to have them score three, and they won three one. So, yeah, was that, was, that was really interesting
0: because <laughs> I think they were they were two 0 up. When the sending off happens.
1: And, yeah, thanks. And then
0: pretty quickly it became two one. And I was like, oh, the writing's on the wall now. Yeah. And uh, and for the rest of the game, the act the ten man team went and won it one nil, which is yeah, exactly. Pretty, pretty exactly. impressive. So yeah, finally a good pick. <laughs> on to the outsiders, and this game actually started our weekend because it was Saturday morning. Um uh, as FIPA Fukuoka away at Shonen. And I thought there was just so much value in a in a Fukuoka when at odds of two to one they went one nil up. They were one nil up until the ninety minute. So ninety eight minutes on the clock and change, and they conceded an equaliser and the game finished one each. And then that that was the first experience of the weekend. I could sort of tell from there this is going to be a bad weekend. <laughs> Set the
1: tone, yeah. No, a 99th minute equaliser just should be illegal. Like, it's yeah, not right. It's not right,
2: no. <laughs> Anything plus 90 plus five for me just mm-hmm. should be written off. Five minutes yeah. extra time is the only, like, it's the, the, the maximum acceptable. Maybe six if someone's, like, properly, oh, it's a leg break, and it took, like, five minutes to get him off the pitch. But Nine? Yeah. Nah, that's not for me. Yeah. No. Um, and the Outsiders, again, the running theme with the Outsider uh, was ending up 1-1 when you predicted the home team to, uh, or, or the team to win. I had taken the rather, what I thought, uh, good price Cologne to beat Leipzig. And they were 1-0 up at 70 minutes. Uh, Leipzig had two goals chopped off, uh, which was, I thought, ah, great, they'll get back into this. Leipzig then scored and uh, the game ended 1-1. Leipzig are not as good as people are making them out to be. If I'd, uh-huh. if I'd had my time again with that pick... I'd probably have taken the double chance and moved it down in the order, um, maybe into value or perhaps charity. But um, yeah, I, I still
0: think that we're on the right side of that. Like taking for the odds, you're totally on the right side of that. That's yeah, a, you know, you can be you can be happy with that pick while well, it didn't come in. Yeah, it was, def- it was definitely a good shout. I would have been happier had uh, had any other one
2: except
1: yeah. my charity come in.
2: But yeah. <laughs> Kelly, what did you have? One to hundred, oh, I believe.
1: Just before we move on for the Leipzig one, remember I was saying last week how interesting it'd be the uh, Leipzig to win the week? Odds of yeah, the
0: odds, if, yeah. If they
1: get beat or whatever. So even though they managed to draw, they're still third favourites, but they have dropped dramatically. They're now they, down to 33 to 1. So that they it was Wolfsburg last week, weren't
0: they? We're, yeah, were 33? Wolfsburg were four they, so to,
1: to one. They are now into like the forties. Leipzig are still third, but they're now 33 to 1. So the draw is definitely made the bookies kind of wake up a bit. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was interested. In. So um for so my pick, I had Inverness Cali Fissel to beat Dunfermline. Uh, I said last week I had no idea why the odds were so high. And I'm saying this week I still have no idea why the odds are so high. There was no changes to Cali's team. Like they fielded the exact same team, the exact same bench that they fielded the week before. Uh, Dunfermline only had two changes, so that's not going to affect them massively. And they ended uh, boring enough in each draw. So yeah. if anybody did kind of take the fearful route of going for a double chance, that would have landed at least. But um, yeah, they didn't win. I still don't know why they didn't win.
2: I, I watched the the highlights of that as well. Like the Inverness were all over them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I stand by yeah. I stand by it. But the theme of this week was definitely
0: uh, draws. It seems. <laughs> Yeah, the theme, the theme was draws, um, although my charity pick was the only pick that I didn't manage to find a draw in. I actually found a loss. FC Copenhagen versus Mitchelland, And Copenhagen lost this game 1-0 because Mitchelland mm. did exactly what Leverkusen did for you. Um, they got a man sent off after 26 minutes and it was 0-0 at the time and then went on and won the game oh, no, <laughs> with, yeah. te- with, with 10 men against a Copenhagen team that had been absolutely dominating everyone. I- and they had and, 72% possession in this game as well. Uh, and it's just ended, they've ended up on the losing side. So I don't know if I hate the pick. Obviously, it's a loser, so I don't like that. But I think it's been a week of just frustrating games all coming at once.
1: Yeah, so it's a weird one to analyze that because 70, 72, 73% possession against 10 men and they went on to they lose. Like,
0: Mitchellander well, well organized, you know they're 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 a, in baseball terms a small ball team, um, like the Tampa Bay Rays would be. You know their their owner um, takes a money ball approach to things, so I think they they're perhaps able to organize themselves very well with ten men. they Proba- probably probably played out defensively to keep a clean sheet and hopefully get a nil nil draw, and they've taken the opportunity that they've got and ended up winning one nil. So
2: yeah.
1: No,
0: no. Well,
2: Charity was the only place that we shined and it was Toulouse for me who, who did it again. They went up 4-0 and won the game 4-1 against uh, Grenoble. Big shout out to Rhys Healy, who has uh, played eight games for them and scored four of Dundee. If you remember, 15-16, uh, he, he played in Dundee as well. He was uh, uh, the the bad half of Dundee in Andy's opinion. But um, <laughs> they... The, uh, He's having a great season over there. He's been playing with Toulouse now for three seasons. Uh, like 2021, the first half, uh, he's 32 games, 14 goals. So he was, he was scoring quite well there. And they started again, 8-4. and four. Um, So he's having a great time over there. But the real star of the show for me in that game was um, Ado Anaiwu, the, uh This is a, a Japanese footballer, age 25, whose seasons had been with Yokohama, Yokohama, Oita, uh, Yamaguchi, Uruwa, Chiba, so he's had a he's had a storied career moving from Andy's territory into mine, uh, and he's done it. You know, played nine games, scored in five. So Toulouse are on fire, man, top of that table, and just routing teams. They actually play on Monday of this week, so I'm not including them in any of the picks. But they're one to two to beat someone, and that's worth that's worth getting on. Um, so yeah, my charity came in. Excellent. Uh, yeah, my charity also came in. Uh, I went for both teams to score in the
1: state division again. Elmira City against Ajax, and it was 1-1 after 20 minutes. Um I actually went on to finish 4-2, so if you really wanted to go wild, you could have both teams to score in both halves in that game. Um, overall, the division was a bit disappointing for me. Uh, only five out of ten games landed, and uh, I put a few tips in the Facebook group and only a couple of them came in, but the main one, the charity shout, came in, and it came in easily, so Yeah. Hey, 20 minutes boot in. It, to Andy for uh, breaking the charity treble. I know. Second. Yeah. He doesn't all the time now. That's just it.
0: I've done it once out of one. But yes. <laughs> As we know, ah, that's, that's, that a season, old... <laughs> that's a season, mate. <laughs> old... One sample size is a season. Yeah. Uh, but hey, not a good week for us overall. But no. so far this season, we've been very good. So hopefully let's bounce back with our picks for this week, which will be coming up after this short break. So now on to this week's picks, where we'll run through our banker selections, value selections, outsider selections as per normal, and then the charity treble, and I'm going to kick us off on Sunday. My game is at 8am in the morning, so I'm in Japan for Nagoya versus Oita, and I'll caveat this by saying there are currently Japanese games on just now um, that uh, are just finishing, and I haven't included in this write-up, but I will I will mention them uh, in addition to the to the stats that I'm going to read out now. So Nagoya. They're top of the five-game form table, 13 points from their last five league games. It's pushed them all the way up to third in the table, 53 points across 29 games, which is an excellent return. They've also won their last five games in a row across all competitions, and their last 10 matches have been nine wins and one draw. So this isn't a team scraping results. This This is a team winning the vast majority of their games. Oita, second bottom of the league with 21 points. That's only three points ahead of bottom place Yokohama FC. So Oita are are having a a bad run um, and a bad season. They're also the very worst performers away from home in the entire division. They've only taken four points on the road all season. So that's a possible 42 points and they've managed to get four. Um, Nagoya are also brilliant at home. Their last 13 home matches have provided them with 12 wins and one draw. So again, dominating at home and winning the vast majority of their games. And that's quite frankly ridiculous in a league like the J-League, which is so competitive. You're going to get a home win here for Nagoya, odds of three to five. And I think that represents really, really good value. Even with the news that they've just drawn a game away from home there against Tokyo. That's a hard game where they actually went in as... Thirteen to eight underdogs, and they've managed to get a draw there. So that actually adds to these stats. Well, it takes a, a win off that record and adds another draw. That's a very positive result going to Tokyo and getting it getting a one each draw. So very confident with a Nagoya home win, and the odds of three to five are very big.
2: Yeah, happy with that. Um, I will take us to Norway on Sunday, and my pick is Rosenberg to beat Nyandalen, uh, and you would get them at what I think are the rather good odds of four to nine. So another large prize banker hopefully this week coming in um the reason I've taken Rosenberg in this spot is in their last thirteen games they've played um in the league they've lost one and won twelve now that's 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 Pretty good stats in there. Yeah. Now, they had a terrible start to the season, which means if you look at the standings overall, uh, they're in fourth place, 34 points. Bodo are in 38, Molde are in 37, and Christiansund are in 35. So it's tight at the top. Um, they lost The only game that they've lost in that run was against Viking uh, a couple of weeks back, and that was after they, kicked, after they played Rennes away. So they're, they're playing in the Europa League, come back and lost 2-1. They don't have any Europa League 4As to play this week. They're playing against third-bottom Mjöndalen. They've got 14 points from 19 games versus Rosenberg's uh, 34 points from 19 games. Now, Mjöndalen have lost this fixture the last five times home and away. And if you look at Rosenberg, anytime they've played Mjöndalen at home, um, it's not pretty reading for them. They've played in 2020, 2019, 2015 and 2015 at home. They've won all of those matches. Um, this is a comfortable win for Rosenberg for me. And at one to two, I think that's good odds. Or four
0: to nine, sorry, I think that's good odds. I like it. Uh, back, the yeah. second time in recent weeks that Neon Dallin have featured in the podcast. Um, yes, dude, for was, I guess Lilstrom a, a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Jason Stott had them in his value column um, to lose. So he'd, he'd picked Neon uh, Dallin's opponents and, and they did the business and lost. So yeah, yeah, uh, I like the pick, Gordon. I think forty-nine is a big price as well. Uh, this is obviously us trying to undo some of the damage <laughs> from losing bankers last week yeah. by having larger odd shouts this week. This one loses my next bankers three to one. Is that well? <laughs> I think this Manchester
1: uh, in a one to a hundred.
0: Yes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Chris, what did that one to a hundred shout that you mentioned last week? What was the final score in there? It game? was nine 0 Right, so ah, it's price, price pretty safe. Yeah, it was priced pretty safely, yes,
1: yeah. Uh so not quite one to hundred, but my banker this week is one to four. And we're going to the Belgian Pro League on Friday at quarter eight. Cobb Bruges against OH Leaven. Um when you're looking for games, your viewers will get a wee checklist of what you're open for, and this text, all the boxes. Bruges are top of the week coming off a win. Leaven are second from bottom coming off a loss. Bruges typically finish top or thereabouts. Leuven are only in their second year on the top fight, and they finished 11th last season. Bruges have had one loss, and that loss was on the road, and they're playing at home this week. Leuven we have had one win. That one was at home, and they are away this week. Uh, Bruges, plus five goal difference, Leuven, negative eight. Just ticks every single box going through the last, so that's my pick at one to four. I mean,
2: I'm happy with that. Happy with that also because I believe uh, Leuven is where Stella Artois is brewed and it is one of the shittest beers available. So uh, what? I'm quite happy. Stella's
0: g- How is... What? No, that's that's so disingenuous. Are you putting this in in the sample size of all lagers? Yes. I think... Well, I, Stella's immense awful beer. I think you're just wrong. I mean, I mean it's not one of my favourites, but I wouldn't call it awful. If someone went... Andy, do you want a, do you want a beer? And give me a Stella. I wouldn't be disappointed. I would be. Uh, it, it's, it's,
1: it, throw it back
2: in our face. It, it might be something to do with taking uh, 48 of them to tea in the Park and then the temperature <laughs> never increasing to, uh, you know, it, it being 17 degrees. Coin, the, old te-
0: <laughs> the old personal experience. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, but uh, I, like, I, I like that insight, Gordon. That that helps uh, support my, That's, my your <laughs> No, no, no. I,
2: I think it's a good pick as well. Club Rouge what they've been doing recently in the Champions League as well Yeah, they don't have a game this week in the Champions no, League that's, but
1: that's the thing they've not got a game until after this game so <laughs> that's not going to be a factor
2: either no I more meant their result against PSG yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you can keep Messi out I don't think
0: Leuven should be that much of a problem oh well, we can only hope <laughs> yeah so they're the they're the banker picks. I'm pretty confident in all three shouts. I would tell you the the combined odd for them on William Hill, but as there's Japanese games in play just now, they don't have the odds up for for the weekend fixtures. Um, but three six five do. So moving on to the value picks again. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I know. I'm all my picks are in Japan. I do this after a bad week. Just just consolidate. consolidate everything with creep back into the shell (laughs) with (laughs) with a league that I know this one's even earlier in the morning this is the 7am game UK time on Sunday Serezzo Osaka versus the Kashima Antlers and I'm going to take a win for the Kashima Antlers which was priced this morning at odds of 5 to 4 we may see that fluctuate after results today so 7th place Kashima Antlers 50 points travel to 12th place the Osaka a wee bit behind on 36 points Form wise, the Antlers have taken nine from their last five games, while Ozaka have taken six, but it's the goal difference that tells the story here. Kashima have scored nine, conceded five, whereas Osaka have scored five, but conceded nine. So, so the opposite in terms of goal scoring and ability. Mm-hmm. Um, Osaka have also lost their last four home games in a row by a combined scoreline of nine goals to one. I think that's pretty, pretty home form there. That, yeah, that's an <laughs> indication of some pretty poor home form. Um, And the final thing is the the head-to-head record is actually very important here. The last eight matches between the sides, there's been one draw and seven wins for Kashima, whether they've been home or away. So seven of the last eight wins and one of them being a draw. The last six matches between the sides in Osaka, so when Kashima have been the away team, have all been away wins for the Kashima Antlers with a combined scoreline of 12 to three. So. All these things point towards the Antlers being able to put in another win, and odds of better than even money. I, I really like the spot.
2: Yeah, yeah, the Antlers, former former J League champs and former sweetheart of Andy before
0: Kawasaki yeah, Frontale th- had <laughs> stole his heart <laughs> two away? or three two or three years ago. Absolutely. So the games that have just they've just finished just now, Ozaka actually won away from home at Hiroshima. -hmm. Um, And Kashima have been beaten by Kawasaki Frontale, so it doesn't make those stats sound as good anymore. But Kashima were leading that game with ten minutes to go, and Frontale do what Frontale do and and score two late goals, and they're top of the league. I I wouldn't read too much into that. Uh, Ozakas went away at Hiroshima is a a bit of a shock, but again, that's an away win, and we're talking about a home game here, where they're bad at home against the side they're traditionally very bad against. So I I wouldn't change the pick. I'd be Mm -hmm. hopeful the odds may actually go up a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely. Know. And and you kind of want a shock because one shock victory is like one thing. and mm. two in a row is a different matter. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Let's hope we've got all the shocks out of our systems. <laughs> <sister. laughs> <laughs> um I'll take us to Germany and the Bundesliga for my value pick. This is a two thirty kickoff on Saturday, and this is Wolfsburg, who featured quite a lot for me against Hoffenheim tale of two teams, really, for this, how you how you start a season. Wolfsburg are joint top of the league. Um, Wolfsburg are joint top of the league after um, their overall performance has been quite good. They've only played five games, but 13 points from them. Joint top with Bayern. Uh, there's two ways of getting to the top, of the kind of joint top of the league. You can either do it the Bayern way, where you score 20 goals and concede four, or you do it the Wolfsburg way, where you score just enough, which is seven goals versus two conceded... <laughs> <laughs> um, they play like a rather shabby Hoffenheim team who have taken uh, five points from their first five games and it's not even been a, It's like, oh they've had to play really tough opposition every week Hoffenheim's last five games have been a 0-0 draw with Armenia Bielefeld they lost 2-0 um, at home to Mainz, they lost 3-2 to Dortmund allowable in there and they drew 2-2 with Union Berlin but that was Union Berlin away, Union Berlin are a much better team at home Um I like Wolfsburg in this spot. They've, they've been doing well uh, of recent. They played out a game against Lille the other week where they went down 0-0. It, sorry, it was 0-0 and they went down to 10 men in 63 minutes and they managed to hold out at that point against quite a good Lille team. Um, they're not playing in the Champions League this week. Their last two, their last two games have been pretty positive results. Um, a 1-1 draw with Frankfurt and uh, they beat Greuter Fürth 2-0. They beat Leipzig 1-0 uh, this season as well. I just think that the, this Wolfsburg are, are too big a price not for me to have a good go at. 7-5, you'll get them at, which is quite big for a, a value shout. Uh, however, look at a league table. Eight more points from the same amount of games. We played five. <laughs> um, I'll happily take Wolfsburg here at 7-5. Excellent.
1: Um, well, for my value pick, we don't need to travel very far. Uh, three hours later, also in the Bundesliga, I've gone for the uh, the Borussia Derby. Mm. Uh, Dortmund to beat Monde Glabach. Um, and the odds are as high as 4-5 at William Hill, although other bookies have a lot lower, so it just depends where you're, where you're going for that. Um, basically, just the best pick for me is uh, Dortmund are immense. particularly Halland, has been sensational this year. Um, As they've got three games coming up in a week, beginning with this one, I would just double-check the the team sheet if you're a little bit unsure, make sure he's actually starting the game. Um, Dortmund have got, like you were saying, there's only been five games uh, so far in the the Bundesliga. They've got four wins and one loss. And Mönchengladbach have got one win, one draw and three losses. You've got positive goal difference against negative goal difference. And head-to-head, going all the way back to about 2015, it's been all Dortmund. Yeah. Um, apart from I would point out, the last time they played in the league and Dortmund were away from home, that was a 4-2 loss. So that might explain why the odds are so high. That's Dortmund. They were probably up
2: 2-0 until the 90th minute.
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that 4-2 loss, again, it was Haaland that got both the goals. Yeah, so we're really course. kind of banking on Haaland here. Um, a kind of wee side thing, just just out of interest, I'd be quite tempted to go for Dortmund. to both teams to score in this one as well. That's not my official pick, but it's just something uh, that the listeners might want to have a look at. Yeah, uh, Dortmund are seven on the trot for both teams to score, five wins and two losses. And some of the goals have been late on, some have been penalties, but they've been there. Um, Monchengladbach are coming off a scoreless game, but it's only their second scoreless game in eleven going back to July so I'd be tempted for a single to go for uh, Dortmund and both teams to score but my official pick is just
2: Dortmund for the win okay. I like it I mean I watched the, the Dortmund highlights from the weekend they, they they really tore apart Union Berlin and uh, Haaland's goals were frightening like yeah. you'd be, do you ever like see when you think about playing against some of these guys like see imagine playing five aside sides against Haaland it'd be horrible like he's just <laughs> he, he would make the game not very fun it's what I think. Yeah. Any time I see him, he just looks terrifying.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Is. So, so like I say, the only thing that I would like out for first make sure that he's actually playing because I don't think they would rest him. But with three games coming up in a week, who knows what team yeah, they're going? They need to be they up. need these goals. Yeah.
0: On to the outsider picks, where we try and find something at higher odds for those of you that like being more ambitious with your coupons. Obviously, we don't need to hit very many of these to end up with a positive return my outsiders in japan sunday morning and i'm just getting earlier and earlier this this game starts at five a m uk time so the only way i'm going to see any of that is if i'm still up from the night before uh, sapporo versus hiroshima i'm only taking a way win at odds of two to one for hiroshima here as far as the j one league standings go these teams are pretty equally matched and when i say pretty equally i mean very equally. Sapporo are in 11th spot with 39 points. Hiroshima also have 39 points but are one place above thanks to a superior goal difference. Plus five goals for them whereas Sapporo minus five goals. So there's a 10 goal swing in there. The current form is also favouring the away team. Hiroshima taking seven points for the last five games. Sapporo only three. And Hiroshima actually perform better away from home than they do their overall standing. So they're seventh in the, you know, considering only away from home games, be seventh in that table compared to 10th in the overall. So so they're decent on the road. The last three head-to-head matches between the teams have been two wins for Hiroshima and one draw. So this is basically two evenly matched sides. And I'm just looking at the odds and going, well, in a coin flip, I'd rather take a two-to-one price than I would a a favorite. So big price for two-to-one. Um, Hiroshima away at Sapporo must be noted. Hiroshima have just lost a whole match against Lorenzo and Zaka, uh, so I mm-hmm. don't know what that what that'll do to the odds. But um, the reasoning up to this point was sound.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with that logic. And why like say they're, they're better away from home?
2: So losing at home, not a big yeah. worry to me. Um, I will take us to the French League Two, and this game will will kick us off. Well, on Saturday will probably be the first game that we have um going at a time hour that anyone would want to watch. Uh there's probably a debate about really if you'd want to watch the French league too. Um <laughs> the game that I'm predicting here is uh, Bastia versus AC Ajaccio, and I'm gonna take it as a draw uh at two to one. I take this as a draw because Bastia have drawn four uh, f- sorry three of their last Bastia have drawn four of their last five home games. In the spin, so they drew nil nil. Uh, they drew one one with Cayenne, nil nil with La Havre, one one with Nancy, and one one with Nîmes. Ajaccio have drawn three of their last five away games, drawing with Gamp, Auxerre and Toulouse. Now, this is the kind of game that I would pick Ajaccio when they draw it, right? Which is kind of my reasoning behind this here. They... Ajakio look the better team. Ajaquio and the table are second, you know, versus uh, Bastia who are in 18th. However, having been experienced and been burnt with this before, I'm gonna tempt fate and go against the kind of thing that would usually get ruined by uh and 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 take Bastia to draw this game. They're incredibly stubborn at home. They're terrible away from home. They lost to Dijon away from home. Like that is not a good point for them. Although Dijon have picked up two wins in the last few weeks, so maybe we'll get a return, a comeback story for them. Uh Ajakio can't get the business really done away from home. They, they're getting all their points at home. Uh, so I'm taking Bastia Ajaccio to be a draw, probably one each. Uh, I even looked at correct score in there, but thought after getting one of four last week, that it might be a bit rich to be like, this is what I think going to happen. Yeah, uh, But right you can take that. That, take that to six to one, if you fancy the correct score there.
1: Um, and that's my pick. I think it's quite interesting that they've both got like four draws each I was looking at the historical thing and I would have liked to have went back to watch the uh, the gun in 2012-2013 they yes. played each other twice mm-hmm. and they managed to get seven red cards between those yeah, two across games. those two games that's yeah, brilliant so I thought that was pretty interesting so I might,
0: I wonder if that's I might see if unique. I can find something on YouTube <laughs> I wonder if that was just the nature of the of those games and, and the individual teams or some sort of long running feuds between the two.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe the two red cards in the first game led to the five in the second game, just or <laughs> <better> memories <laughs> payback.
2: Yeah, it was mental. I, I I'd seen those games. Uh the 0-0 one where they played in 2012, uh, had two guys getting sent off in the same minute, which suggests fight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, that
2: does. <laughs>
1: Anyway, um, so from my outsider, um, we're going to be staying in Scotland uh, in the Premier League and I'm going to pick St Mirren to beat Aberdeen and the odds are 2-1, uh, to one, um, that's Sunday at noon. Um, this is more of a, a feeling rather than relying on the cold hard stats for this one. Uh, St Mirren just seem to be trending in the right direction, both big picture and small picture. Since they've been promoted to the league, they've finished 11th, 9th and 7th. So they're on their way up as a club. Their league form was a loss, a loss and then three draws. So, you know, getting better. One of those losses was a 6-0 tanking from Celtic. They also picked up three red cards over that period. But all the suspensions are over. So if they manage to keep their head and keep 11 men on the pitch, they should have a fighting chance. Aberdeen, however, have been very disappointing this season, I think. I thought Ramirez was going to be a standout player in the entire league. He's been getting zero support from his uh, from his uh, colleagues. Mm-hmm. Nobody has had more than one assist. And Ramirez is the only player with more than one goal so far. I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe the team's just not gel Mouth Killer. Uh I know Lewis Ferguson, there was a lot of talk over him getting signed away, so maybe his head's been turned. Uh McCrory and Bates, as much as I love them being former Rangers players, they never really proved themselves in the league, and Scott Brown is getting on a bit, so maybe they're just not gelling well together. Whatever it is, Aberdeen's form is going in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. They had a win, then two draws, uh, two draws, and then two losses. And the last three games, they were overwhelmingly the bookies' favourites, and Ross County, Motherwell, and St. Johnston were getting about the same odds to win as what St. Midden are getting this week. So... So Mirren on the ascendancy and Aberdeen going in the opposite direction, I think that could be an upset
2: here. Yeah, I think I think, um, I think, think you've got good points in there. They, they stole, they absolutely stole three points off a Hibs at the weekend by getting an 88th minute goal. But there were a lot of really funny tweets about the fact that obviously Jack Ross loves nicking St Mirren players for absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, and they were talking about if any of the St Mirren players maybe fancy a move to Hibs, they could go experience when it's like in the away dressing room for maybe 10 minutes and then come back in. Um, in Aberdeen, have been Rat. I-, I seen an interview that somebody put up with Aberdeen, um, where they were talking about oh, the 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 Pataudry Revolution under Stephen Glass. they get mm. pumped out of Europe. They get eight yeah. points and they're mm. shite. What revolution? Is the revolution like? I-, I don't know if they're taking that as
0: in like oh, revolution probably coming worse. Like, yeah. They- <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd it be interesting to be a positive know-
1: revolution. Yeah.
0: It'd be interesting to know when that uh, interview took place because they played Dundee United in the first game of the season and were convincing winners against a very bad performance from Dundee United on day one. So maybe Mm -hmm. it was people reading far too much into that because the two two clubs' fortunes have gone very different ways. So whether it's a positive or a negative revolution, Chris, maybe that just depends in what hemisphere you start in. (laughs) (laughs) Which direction your revolution is spinning in. (laughs) That's the main picks from this week's podcast. Um, As always, you can find these picks on Patreon. Um, just go to patreon.com forward slash tramplebet. Um, we'll explain more about that later, but we pr- produce all the picks written down, handy, nice little JPEG format you can pull up on your phone so you don't have to, to take notes. So moving away from the main picks now onto the charity treble, uh, trying to hit our second one of the season. We we hit a fortnight ago. Um, I let down this week's picks. and yeah, sure did. <laughs> i seconding. And I'm actually taking quite a, a strange game. Um, in the J League, in the J One League, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Yokohama Derby, Yokohama FC v Yokohama F Marinos. Now, there are there are definitely ways that you could skew the stats in this to whatever you want them to be, but I think the value here is in a way win at odds of four to nine. Um, for the following reasons: bottom of the league, twentieth place. That's Yokohama FC. Yokohama F Marinos, second place. Just right up there behind Kawasaki Frontale, and they've been great this season. And looking at this, it's, it's strange to see such a massive price of four to nine and what should be an absolute stick on. Um, they've, they've got 47 more points than Yokohama FC through 29 games. That's a lot more points. However, all time head to head since 2007. so that's all the times these teams have played against each other. That's eight times there's been one draw and seven wins for whoever is playing at home. This game has never been won by the away-from-home team. So that's possibly why the odds on the F Marinos is so big here. Um, Those results have been five home wins for the F Marinos, two home wins for for FC, and a draw um, when they played at home for, for the Marinos. So the most recent meeting of the sides was in April of this year, and true to form, as you would expect, the Marinos won this game five nothing. So I'm still confident that this will be, this will be the first time the Yokohama Derby is won by the away team because on paper they should be absolutely trouncing Yokohama FC. The ball's not played on
2: paper, isn't it? It's, there. it's always <laughs> the same. It's always the same thing that someone brings up as well. It's oh, on paper. That's a good thing. No, it sounds like a good shout. Um, yeah. Going against going against hoodoos, uh, is
1: dangerous. Yeah.
0: But, it is and, and derbies are just generally dangerous But yeah. second place against bottom place yeah, yeah. one team that's brilliant that. and one team that's been shit that doesn't necessarily change just because it's a derby yeah. so four, 4 to 9 and that game's saturday at 10am so that's that's my only game that's saturday morning so that might be the very first um pick of the charity treble in terms of uh, timeline as well
2: False. I'll take you to Friday night. And I'll take you to <laughs> uh, I'll take you to the League Two. Um this is at eight PM. Uh this is Powell versus Dunkirk. Powell! Now Powell, great name, great name team. Uh teams with two different fortunes at the moment. Powell and decent Nick. Uh, sixth place, fifteen points, nine games played versus second bottom Dunkirk, nine games played, three points achieved. Um mm-hmm. Dunkirk's last <laughs> Dunkirk's results have been absolutely mince of recent uh, and this is this is proved in uh, the fact that they they not only lose to teams like Toulouse, which they have a right to lose to, you know, they, they lost 2-0 to them, that's fine. But then the previous week they lost 2-0 to Dijon. So it doesn't really, you know, they they, they lose to everyone in this league. And when they're not losing, they're drawing with teams at the bottom of the league. They drew nil-nil with Nancy. PAL have had the better of this fixture in the last two years that's been played. They've been in the same division uh, for the last two years, winning 3 1 and 2 0. PAL beat Dijon, uh, PAL beat Bastia, PAL beat Nancy, and PAL lost 1 0 to Toulouse, which is the common theme here. They're going back up. Um, I'm taking a PAL win here, and you're getting them at 3 4. If you have a look at Dunkirk's away form, um, in their last six games, they've drawn three. It's last seven games, they've drawn three and lost. Uh, d- drawn three and lost four. They're they're rubbish. Like they are not a good team. Uh, and I would consider backing against them weekly um, would be quite a profitable en- and profitable endeavor. Uh, Pal's home form is is pretty decent, and I like the fact that they've won the last two meetings of these teams. Three to four Friday night France.
1: Yeah. What well, you're saying, Dunkirk, just awful.
2: So. No, yeah, no, they may Not good. Good choice,
1: good choice. All right, so bringing up the charity travel, um, we're sticking in Scotland uh, for me, and we're going to the Championship. And stop me if you've heard this one before, but Inverness, Cali Bissell to win against Queen of the South. Um, yep, elephant in the room. I did pick Inverness last week and ended in a draw to Dunfermline. Um, but so far, that's been the only points that have dropped in the week. Um they have five ones and then that one draw, whereas Queen of the South have had two ones and four losses. Um so they've only got six points to is 16. Um Inverness are at home, and that's actually the only kind of question mark for me, because the last time Queen of the South won, uh, they were the away team. And the last time they met in the week was in February. Uh and Queen of the South that a 1-0 victory. So for that reason, I'm not feeling as secure about this one. The odds are about 4-7, to and I've went for the charity pick rather than the banker, just because I feel more secure about Bruges, but the gist of it is, Inverness Califasso, they've only had one draw, they looked to be romping the week, so...
2: Yeah, I, I, think, so. I think it's Queen a good and pick. Queen the it for me. The game against the they, they, they had an all-out assault on the goal and just couldn't, they just couldn't find it, and yeah. now they get to do it again this week against a team that,
1: yeah... Against a team that just got beaten two 0 by a ten man a team, so yeah. I think Inverness have got more quality than ten broth players.
2: Yes, I would say that you, they do. So that's a good pick, Kelly. I, I,
0: I wouldn't question yourself in on that one. Yeah, I think it's a good pick as well, and that puts the charity treble in a in a reasonable spot. The combined odds for that is just under three to one. Oops. So hopefully we've got hopefully we've got forty quid for a charity. That we can report on next week. That's the and picks that from one. this week's show. Uh is there any are there any other additional bonus picks or games that you guys looked at that maybe didn't make the cut for the show but are worth mentioning anyway? Yes. Uh do you want to go first, Chris?
1: No, I, I was just going to say these were the, the four first conflict picks. the crop so right I'm there. With him. Yep. Uh, I had a game that I looked at. Um, this was be
2: this has been played on Friday night, and one of the reasons I didn't take it was I don't know enough about the league to give like a proper steer on it. Um, this is the Danish first division, so the, well, this is the the one the league under the the top division. This is Helsingor versus Hobro. Helsingor one to three. It's top versus bottom. You're getting a team who's played nine games, twenty three points versus a game, team who's played nine games and has four points. Now. Helsingor, traditionally Holbro are the better of this fixture because they were a better team, but they look like they're on a downward spiral. Helsingor lost their last game, but it was in the cup against Odense, which there's no there's no uh, r- real problem with that. Uh, Holbro's last five away games have been three draws and two losses. Um, one of the draws was with a team, uh, one of the draws was with a team that wasn't even in this division when they were playing in the cup. So, I, I didn't really like. And they lost to Brabant as well, uh, who are a team that I've just not heard from. And that was after penalties loss. They nil-nil for most of the time in that. Um, I, uh, I I can't see anything other than a Helsingor win. However, I will let this league settle this week and maybe go back next week uh, with a pick in it if, just to see if it comes in. Got to do a bit of a taster in there. But if you fancy yeah. something to maybe add to a big coupon that has lots of shouts, like one to three, one to two, uh, Helsingor looked like a good price. They're playing at six o'clock on Friday night.
1: So I'm not sure how much stock uh, to put into this, but Helsinger in this position are expected to win 75% of the time. Mm -hmm. With these odds, they win 99% of these matches. Okay, well,
0: maybe I'll I'll take that one. It'd be a good start to the weekend, 6 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. A wee boost everything, getting a winner in early doors. (laughs) So that's the picks from this week. Uh, As mentioned earlier, you can find them all in a nice handy cheat sheet format on our Patreon app. So you just download the Patreon app from your app store, search for Trample Bet and join the Trample Bet Club at £5.50 a month. You get this podcast. As soon as we record it, Gordon's going to upload it um, as a video file. And you also get to hear us chat in between the breaks and all that. Very, very unedited and raw footage. Um, But the, the thing is you get it early. So if there's any odds fluctuations... You get them nice and early before yeah. before the price change of the bookmakers. You also or get access to, listen
1: to the podcast.
0: <laughs> I order the bookies listen to the podcast. You also get a whole host of extra content. Um, and we've got a few special shows coming up. Chris, we'll have you back for Major League Baseball playoff season. Correct. Um, so the regular season is coming to an end. 162 games each side will have played. Um, and we go into the postseason bracket. And Gordon and I did that special show last year and did incredibly well during it. Yeah. Uh, not just getting the World Series winner in the correct World Series, but doing the whole side of the NL bracket correctly. Yeah. Um, from you know, in in advance. So hopefully we can we can do that again. So that's one to look out for, and that will only be available on our Patreon channel. And also the Ryder Cup, which happens this weekend, Gordon and I will be doing a, a, a small golf preview for the Ryder Cup, but most of the content will be posted on a daily basis. Um due to the fact who don't know. Uh, the roster lineup or the, or the exact schedule until the day of each of the matches. So there's plenty going on on Patreon. We'd really love it if you came and joined us out and, and helped us out a wee bit, put some money back um, in, into into the podcast for all the hard work that we do and all the costs that we incur. So. We also have a Facebook group. Lots of good stuff goes on there. Uh, fantasy baseball season's coming to an end. Fantasy football is still ongoing. Lots of good members in the group posting their own picks, what they like for the weekend ahead. Um, So do check that out. If you've got Facebook, just search Trample Bet Podcast. Ask to join the group. Absolutely, everyone is welcome. And please come and get involved in some of the chat that's happening there. Anything else for the week ahead, boys? I was just going to say, obviously, Chris, this is, Chris is going to take a, a,
2: a, a he's joined us for the last couple of weeks in this a podcast. Hiatus. He's going to take a hiatus, hiatus yeah. uh, to focus on his uh, baseball, not, he's going to, <laughs> a hiatus to focus on his college and, and stuff like that, but it's been great having you on, Chris, for a few weeks, uh, a man yeah, who truly on. cares about stats, which is great, <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll be back with another guest next week. Um,
1: and who's it uh, going to be? No one knows. Gonna, no one knows. Who knows? <laughs> No, uh, my highlight for this week will just be uh, beating Andy in the semi-finals of the fantasy baseball.
0: Wow! Yeah. Oh, uh, as so, so soon season, as the then. podcast is over, I'm going right back to studying my squad. This week. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's a, that's a t- it's a tight matchup. At the beginning of the week, that's I think you were you deep. were projected to win by less than half a point. Yeah, something, it was re- like something a ridiculous. Of a point, yeah like 491.7 versus 491.35 or something. Yeah,
1: ridiculously close. I think it's opened up a little bit, but that's just because I've rearranged my pictures and peer reviewed that that will be back within about a bit of point. But yeah, the moment, I'm expected to win by about 18. So I'm happier with that than the quarter of a point.
0: <laughs> I said, Maybe just as well, you're not coming on the, the, the show <laughs> next week as I guess just a gloat in my face about how you've knocked me out the fantasy baseball season because that will hurt <laughs> uh,
1: we'll see.
0: We'll see. Anyway, thanks for all your hard work in this. Um appreciate nice. the amount of time you put in the picks on the whole have been very impressive. So we'll yes. look forward to seeing you for the baseball show. And we'll probably have you back as a guest at some point in the future when things buy yep, out. No doubt. No doubt. No, no. Nice one. That's been the show. Have a great weekend, everyone. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan and Gary Bly. Part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport social.co.uk.
1: Sport Social Podcast Network.